Friday afternoon. You ain't got no job. You ain't got nothing to do. Time to hang right here on Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. What is happening, everybody? We have made it through another week in this crazy world and time that we are all living through. I contend that there's no difference between Monday through Friday or even Saturday and Sunday. Now, I know some people would disagree if you've been out there working hard and you've been busting your butt all week. You want that Saturday, Sunday. You want that weekend. You want a couple of days to chill. I got it. But man, in this COVID world and with still so many people who are not back in their office places or who have been displaced by COVID, I'm telling you, it's like every day seems to be the same. So excited to be here on Friday. Today is day 10 of my 10-day contract. On day one, I was hyped. On day two, I was stoked. By day three, I was comfortable. By day 10, I'm off the charts because we've made it here, okay? When somebody gives you a 10-day contract in radio, you hope to make it to day 10. I was even nervous after day nine. Like, you know what? They may say, hey, we're good. Don't need you. Don't go on. Don't say anything stupid. You've actually done enough over the nine days to not get yourself pushed off the air. Why don't you end it on a high note? I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here for day 10. And I've already started to receive text messages from everybody at ESPN saying, dude, you're putting yourself back on on day 10. Don't screw it up. So that's my goal today. After nine days, we've had a blast. Today is day 10. Let's keep things going and let's keep it going strong. It's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN, ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance and guests on ESPN Radio appear via the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Later this hour, we're going to go to Washington, D.C. I have a friend there. His name is Andy Poland. He's a talk show host on an ESPN Radio affiliate in D.C. These guys are deep, deep, deep into this Redskins story. Now, I say Redskins, and I'm waiting for them to change their name so that I can actually call them by something. But if I don't call them that, you may not exactly know who I'm talking about. You know that yesterday, I went to send a tweet. And on the tweet, I wanted to use the Redskins um, Twitter handle, presuming, by the way, that they would have changed it by now. They haven't. I find that to be fascinating. You've said you're going to change the name of the team. Why haven't you changed the Twitter handle yet just to like Washington NFL or something like that? I said this to you yesterday, and I'm going to get into it right now. Yesterday, we were waiting for the story to blow. There were all of these reports that the Washington Post was about to completely blow the top off of Dan Snyder and the Washington Redskins franchise. Prior to the Post article dropping, there were a lot of rumors out there about what was going to be in this Washington Post article. And let me tell you something. You only wish that these were the stories that were in the article, because believe me when I tell you, they were beyond sensational. They were completely out of control. What has been reported by the Washington Post has essentially been, this guy's an animal, this guy's an animal, and so is this guy. And we got rid of all of them, and now it's time for, and this was a big word and a phrase that we used yesterday during crosstalk with Mason in Ireland. Ireland said, I guarantee you by tomorrow we'll be hearing the phrase, you ready for this? internal investigation and that is what is going on now with the washington nfl football franchise there's going to be an internal investigation let me ask you a question based on who the owner is 
his arrogance and defiance and racist point of view, which is he refused to change the name. When Native American Indians were standing up and saying it's offensive, it hurts, and, and there's history, and, and you know, you're rich, and you're a billionaire, and you're a white guy, and you're a bully, and you say, screw you, I don't care, I'm not changing it, okay? There, there is this perception of who Dan Snyder is. And so when you hear internal investigation, my first question to you would be, do you really have trust in this guy to, to hire the right people to lead the internal investigation? Let me just understand this. This guy has owned this NFL football team for like probably 20 years. They've never done anything right. They don't win. And when you're, when you're a bad football team, when you're a bad sports team, generally speaking, it starts at the top. When Jerry Buss owned the Lakers, they were on top. When he died and his kids took over, there were all of those really bad years and now rebuilding through LeBron and AD. But you understand what I'm saying, that it starts at the top. Organizationally speaking, the Redskins have a jerk for an owner. That organization is as a workplace. Okay, forget about football for a minute. As a work environment, for real human beings, not football players, real human beings, like the people who work in the executive jobs, the people who work in marketing, they work in PR, they work in sales, et cetera, et cetera. They happen to be female. Not everybody's six foot five, 300 pounds. I'm talking about the real people who work inside that football organization. And the real people were in an incredibly, according to the reports, hostile and sexually abusive sort of place, sort of, uh, you know, work environment. And let me tell you something. Nowadays, okay, I don't care who you are, right? Male, female, black, white, young, old, it does not matter. In the workplace, you got to be more careful and more sensitive than ever before in your life. I'll give you an example. I was chatting with uh, a, a colleague who's female who is extremely successful. I mean, very, very successful female executive. And I look at her with the utmost respect. I don't look at her like, Hey, you know, she's some woman. I'm like, no, no, no. She is a rock star. Right. And so we're having this conversation. The conversation goes from business to a little bit personal. Right. And I start to say something to her like, Hey, you know, uh, you know, when you're, when you're, uh, super successful and, and you know, you're female and you're attract and I like stop myself and go, Oh, Hey, listen, I'm really sorry. Like if I, I was trying to compliment you and you may not receive it that way, you can't compliment people anymore. Seriously. Like if somebody walks in your office and they're like, and, and you're male and your female counterpart says, Hey, you know, looking pretty good in those jeans there, Scott. Oh, you know, today in today's world, that is like sexual harassment in the office place. Flip it around female comes into the office you're a guy you're like hey you look really nice today or hey you smell really good today like you're you're attempting maybe to give a compliment and dude all of a sudden it comes back and it's like this was a hostile work environment now look i'm not saying that the redskin franchise it was as simple as hi you smell really nice today that's a that's a compliment for you it was by all accounts from the 15 women who were interviewed for this washington post story it was a locker room it was an old school boys club and it made these people feel insanely um j just 
completely overwhelmed by this notion. And you've probably been there in your own life, right? Think about it. This is my job. This is what I do. This is how I make money. I make decent money. I've got health insurance benefits. I work for an NFL franchise. I've got tickets for my friends. This work environment sucks. I hate it. I hate these people, but it's my job. And you know what? I just got to take it. And then all of a sudden, boom. I mean, the whole roof gets blown off. And now you find this team and this owner in complete crisis management mode and somehow some way dan snyder has been able to kind of keep the stench of all of this just at arm's length he's got a little heisman pose going and he's keeping this away it's not me just so you know it's not me it's that guy and it's that guy and it's that guy and they made all of this happen and they're the reason that this report happens in the washington post and now dan snyder says but i'm going to clean it up see the reporting and the public nature of the reporting, now me, the owner of the franchise, now I got to fix stuff. And I would argue that I would never trust Dan Snyder because all of this happened under his watch. I mean, we talk about college football or basketball programs, right? We say, well, the, the head coach can't be responsible for every kid and every action and everything that he does or she does, right? But the reality of the situation is, you're the leader, which means in the final analysis, you're ultimately responsible. Dan Snyder, according to the reports, may not have been one of the pigs saying these terrible things to these ladies, okay? But it is his franchise. Those were her, his employees. That was the environment that he helped to cultivate. And I would argue, as I have been for the last two weeks, the NFL will find a way to kick Dan Snyder out of this league. Now, you say you're wrong. A lot of people think I am dead wrong. Uh, John Ireland said yesterday during Crosstalk, dude, you're wrong because the owners won't feed on one of their own. I'm telling you, Dan Snyder is a very unlikable character. You may agree with me, but Ireland's point was, yeah, but the other owners don't agree. He's one of them. Many people think I'm out of my mind when I say that the NFL will do to Dan Snyder what the NBA did to Donald Sterling. But I would argue that holding on to this nickname, the Redskins, has been racist for a long time. He's been defiant about that racism. He's finally been you know, held accountable and has felt the pressure of the public to say, we can't have this any longer. And then just as you're dealing with the public relations nightmare about the nickname, boom. Now this, I feel like a dope because yesterday I sent a text message to Larry Michael, who was the longtime voice of the team. And I said, hey, man, uh, you know, I was baiting him, of course. I was like, hey, um, congratulations on this retirement, dude. And he's like, he writes back to me. He's like, hey, thanks a lot for the note. And yeah, it's time for me to move on and do something new with my life. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Nobody retires from an NFL play-by-play -play job. They rip that microphone from you. They pull you out. I mean, come on. Vin Scully did it in forever. My friend Dick Emberg did it forever. Harry Carey did it until the very last day that he could do it. My point to you is nobody gives up these jobs. Nobody. My first thought, again, I said I feel like a dope. My first thought was, well, Larry must be jumping ship because he knows what's coming and he doesn't want to be guilty by association. Well, according to the reports, the dude ain't guilty by association. He guilty by guilt. So 
Look, this is a really, really bad story for the NFL. And I would say this, the NFL doesn't do scandals. How do I know? Earlier this week, we had on a gentleman named Doug Ellen. Doug Ellen is the creator and the producer of the HBO hit series Entourage. Have you ever seen the, um, the, the, the episode where the guy who plays Ari Gold, Jeremy Piven, is on the phone with Jerry Jones and Ari is trying to buy an NFL franchise, but then he gets accused of some form of sexual harassment and Jerry Jones has to let him know, dude, doesn't play. Um, Bronny, do you have that soundbite from the TV show Entourage? Do you have that? You can go ahead and play it. I've got Jerry Jones and your wife both calling. Jerry Jones. Jerry, how are you? Better than you, it seems. I've just gotten off the phone with our publicist. It's all lies and rumors, my friend. Listen, I can clean it all up. It doesn't matter. I don't do scandal. The NFL doesn't do scandal. It's too bad. We were excited about this. <laughs> so was I. Good luck with this thing. Yeah, good luck with this thing. Jerry Jones, on the phone. Ari Gold. Hey, we don't do scandal in the NFL. And so if you don't do scandal in the NFL... Do you only do scandal when it's one of your own? Again, I would argue that that if I were the NFL owners, I would force Daniel Snyder to sell that team. I would want him to sell that team because he's going to get $4 billion for that team and everybody else's value goes up with that transaction. I want to talk about this as the afternoon goes on. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. You know, we're close, convenient, and known for our guaranteed everyday low prices and excellent customer service from professional parts people you can trust. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. You know, the NFL has a public relations nightmare on their hands right now, and here's why. Not only do they have the issue with the team and the owner and guys getting pushed out the door and all of these professional women who have who have now uh, aired out all of this stuff to the Washington Post. And by the way, I still think there's there's more here. But you've also got now some of the young superstars of the NFL whose training camps are about to open. And these guys, more so than ever before, are willing to talk. And I'm telling you right now, when Patrick Mahomes is publicly criticizing the NFL for not having their you-know-what together, it just makes things worse. I want to get to Patrick Mahomes coming up. I want to get to college sports and what may or may not happen based on what's being said. And I've got a monster show planned for you today. Former USC coach, current Seattle Seahawks coach, Pete Carroll will be here. And I'm going to get you all set up next. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Friday afternoon, Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. I promised you my review of Hamilton. Bronny's giving you a little Hamilton right now. I would say it was probably two plus weeks ago that Hamilton was put out on Disney Plus. I know it makes me sound like I don't know how to use technology when I say Disney Plus. It's an app on your smart TV or your Apple TV or if you're using some other device. I don't mean to sound like I'm not tech savvy. I kind of think I'm all right. You know, some people are like, oh, I'm tech illiterate. I'm like, I don't say stuff like that. I actually try. You know, there's times I don't know stuff and I ask younger people, but I'm like, help me out here. Uh, the Disney Plus thing. Uh, I really was committed to watching this. And last night I went onto my Apple TV and I'm looking around for Disney Plus. I got Disney this, Disney that, and Disney this. Disney A, B, and C. Where's Disney Plus? 
I think I, is this the same experience for everybody? Do you, do you have to use your phone, download the app and then beam? Is that the right word? From beam your or phone? cast. Okay. Yeah. Cast right from your, from your phone to your TV. Is that the way this works or am I missing a way to get the Disney plus app on my Apple TV? Somebody let me know that. I mean, I need you gotta to know. airplay it. You got to airplay it. That's, That's what I did for airplay. I did. I, I airplayed. That's exactly what I did. I airplayed it. So it's time for straight talk. Um, and it's time for straight talk brought to you by straight talk wireless. Let me jump back into the Washington NFL situation and then how it applies to young NFL stars making things worse now for the league. Let me just get to it for a second. First of all, this was probably not the smartest thing to do. I acknowledge it. But sometimes in our business, asking people to come on the air at the most inopportune time is something that you just have to have the guts to do. I mean, it's uncomfortable, but you got to do it. And you're kind of thinking that your shot is like maybe 10% at best, but go for it because how's the phrase go? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So today, this morning, like a complete idiot, I send a text message today to Ron Rivera, who is the head coach of the Washington NFL football franchise. And the reason I sent him a text and invited him to come on the show, of course, with absolutely zero expectation that he would accept the invitation. The reason I sent Ron Rivera the text and said, hey, Ron, it's Scott. What's up? You know, these are friendly waters, if you will. Um, why don't you come in and let's have this conversation about what's going on? Because I've read through Ron Rivera's comments. And, you know, Ron Rivera is now the first year head coach of this franchise. Ron Rivera, think about this guy. Ron Rivera left and was fired by the Carolina Panthers. Okay. They just went through their own scandal, which, by the way, the NFL very much forced the then owner jerry richardson and i'm telling you right now jerry richardson is one of the good old boys all right jerry richardson was one of the old school i'm not saying that he was in the nfl you know for you know since vince lombardi i'm just saying he was one of the old school old boys club and they pushed him out immediately because dude you cannot have a harvey weinstein in the nfl ownership group I'm not telling you that's what Snyder is because the reports say he doesn't have his hands on any of this or on anybody. But I'm just telling you that the NFL is going to become so disgusted by the negative publicity that, in my opinion, they're going to force him to sell. But if you're Ron Rivera and you're now the head coach, you went from Carolina and you had to deal with that disaster. And now you've gone to Washington. And before you coach one football game, you've got to deal with this disaster. And Rivera says, Oh, hold on a second here, everybody. Time out. Coach is calling a timeout here. My daughter, this is, this is Ron Rivera. My daughter is working for this franchise. Trust me when I tell you, I'm an old linebacker. I played at Cal. I was part of the 85 Bears defense. I'm telling you right now, that crap and the way women are treated or had been treated, the language that had been used and these animals that had been part of it, that is over now in this franchise because I'm the head coach. And the weirdest thing to me is, the dude hasn't coached one game for the franchise and they've pushed him out front. Like, hey, you go, go, go deal with this. You, you handle it. You're the coach. You're cool. You're tough. You're an old linebacker. The media will be intimidated even through Zoom calls. You, you go out there and deal with it. Why is a guy like Dan Snyder not dealing with this 
head on, hands on. So I feel for Ron Rivera and like a complete moron, I texted him this morning and said, hey, why don't you come on the show and let's talk about this. And wouldn't you know that I haven't received a response. No shock. It's one of those uncomfortable requests where you're like, I shouldn't ask him. But on the other hand, I've got a relationship, so I might as well ask him. No response. I will say this, though. You may be hearing stories now about how the, the, the champions, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans, teams that are supposed to play in the opening night of the NFL season, September 10th, those two teams are telling their rookie players, okay, training camp starts this Monday, let's do a beautiful thing, get here. And if you're not here, just by the way, then uh, we're looking at fining you. Like, wait a second, dude. This is a whole different world we're living in now. And you're telling me that we don't really have the protocol yet. We don't know much about the testing. The financial side of all of this is being discussed publicly, and I'm not really sure what the deal is. You're telling me that I got to show up to training camp? And I'm a rookie. I'm a kid. I'm 21. I'm 22. I want to get paid. I want to play in the NFL. I want to win a Super Bowl. I want to go to the Hall of Fame. I got to show up. Yeah, but they don't know anything about the testing yet, and they don't know how you're going to get paid if you don't play. I don't care. I'm showing up. I'm a football player. I got drafted. I signed a free agent contract. I want to go. When you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes, who is a young, up-and-coming superstar, and in the early part of his career, he is already the number one face of the NFL, and he's already rocking a championship ring. When you start to see Patrick Mahomes airing out the NFL on Twitter, like laughing at the NFL, saying, Wait a second, dude. We've had months and months and months to try and figure this out. And you expect us to show up at training camp now and there's nothing really in place. What have we been doing for the last six months? What, what are you just finding out that COVID happened? So it's real interesting right now that if you're the NFL, you've got a monster issue on your hands. You've got a team and an owner that has gone kaboom, and you've got a young superstar whose team is expected in camp, and he's ridiculing the league. they got to figure this out because before you know it, the NFL is going to be ridiculed like Major League Baseball. All right, I got a lot on my mind today, as you can imagine. College sports, what's going to happen there? Charles Barkley. You know, hey, Laker fans, you know Charles Barkley is a Laker hater, and already he is picking against the Lakers. I want to get to that coming up. Also today, uh, Brawny is going to give us the highlights of the last two weeks. They gave me a 10-day contract. I'm on day nine. I'm at like 9.25 of this 10-day contract. And so Brawny's going to give us a little bit later on the highlights, the, the best of, if you will, from the last few weeks. So I got a lot going on. Today's your last chance to dance if you want to get on the air. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. If you want to get on the show and you can contribute, quality contribution, and you got to get through Brawny, you got the phone number. You can call if you prefer to tweet at Scott Kaplan and tag at ESPN Los Angeles. Okay. So much to get to today. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. And that is some straight talk. And you know that you're covering your bases in baseball, right? Making sure you have no holes in your defense. Well, that's the kind of coverage you get with straight talk wireless. And you'll pay 50% less than the big carriers, and you'll still use the same networks. And it's only $45 a month, and you get an unlimited plan with 25 gigs of high-speed data, then 2G. There's no contract, which is awesome. No mystery fees, 
fully covering your bases for 50% less. Straight Talk Wireless, only at Walmart. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. Okay, I tell you every day, I come in hot, man. I come in energized. I come in hot. I come in over-caffeinated, ADD'd out. I got a lot going on in my mind. But let me take a breath. Let me welcome in my colleagues. Let's say hello to the boys coming right back. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Yeah, I, I promised a review of Hamilton. It's coming later. It's coming. I want to thank everybody who's been with us for these 10 days. Today is day 10 of a 10-day contract. I love seeing your tweets. You're immediate. You guys are listening. You're out there. You're cruising around, or maybe you're listening somewhere else in the world on the ESPN app. Appreciate all of the instant feedback. I was talking earlier today about Disney Plus and how to find Hamilton, and people are already telling me I need a new TV. I'm like, okay, really? Because like I have an Apple TV, and all I did was I downloaded the Disney Plus app, and then I, I airplayed it. I want to make sure I use the proper terminology so I sound right on here. I airplayed it from cell phone to TV. I will say one thing really quickly about Hamilton thus far. I got to go see it in a theater. I can't see it on a television because on a television at two hours and 40 minutes, dude, it's long. But in a theater, you get in, you sit down, you know, you watch, you take an intermission, you go hit the head, you come back, you know, you got the, the second act. It's, it's a whole different experience. I can tell you that right now. So thank you very much for explaining to me that I need a new TV. Um, I also appreciate some of the other tweets that are coming in like, Hey, dude, great job. Really enjoyed the last 10 days. Clearly, Greg Bergman did not produce this show. Things like that are coming in on Twitter. And I really, really am loving all of the instant feedback. So let me say good afternoon to, to my colleagues who have done such a brilliant job over the last 10 days. You have no idea. I'm telling don't, you don't want to hear it. I'm not complaining. I'm not kvetching nothing. Okay. I'm just telling you that when you take three people who have never really worked together before and they're in three different locations, it is not the world's easiest thing to do. Bergman, I appreciate all of the great effort over the last 9.25 days. Thank you. I appreciate that, Scott. No worries. It was fun. And just like that guy said, I obviously did nothing. So it, it's it's been all you. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, but it's, it's definitely been a really fun week. So look, um, when you see somebody like Patrick Mahomes, who is the face of the NFL now, I mean, Tom Brady's not the face of the NFL anymore. I would say Patrick Mahomes is. And when you see a kid like this, who's already got a Super Bowl ring, and by the way, emboldened, because he got $500 million, okay? This isn't a young guy who's a, an undrafted free agent who's just kind of trying to hang on. This is the star, the face, the money of the NFL. And Patrick Mahomes is saying, you got to be kidding me. We've had all these months to try and figure out what we're going to do about COVID, and now you're expecting guys to show up at training camp on Monday and you don't know what we're doing? I mean, it's pretty shocking that in... Today's day, and I mean today as in Friday, July 17th, I think, uh, in today's day and age where, where they're dealing with this PR disaster and they're trying to do crisis management in Washington, they got the face of the league ridiculing them on Twitter. Bergman, what do you say? I mean, he's, he's right to do it, and it's good that he, as the new face of the NFL, is doing it this way. The NFL, we talked about this yesterday, the NFL is a very, very arrogant organization that feels like we are the greatest thing sports league in the entire world and everyone will come to us no matter what and we can do whatever we want because we're the NFL virus be damned 
And the fact is that that's just not true. It's not going to work that way. The players need to know, and the NFL and Roger Goodell not giving them enough information and watching what MLB did and totally screw up and not the way that they did it and made MLB look bad, NFL could have easily looked like the NBA and tried to get out ahead of things and just didn't do it. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that Patrick Mahomes came out and said something. Mahomes said on Twitter today, and this is a quote, stuff is crazy, man. All this time we had, and now we are down to this. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on ESPN Radio appear via the Shell Pennzoil performance line. If you are a USC fan, if you're a Pete Carroll fan, if you are uh, an NFL fan, Pete Carroll will join us coming up at 1.55 this afternoon. So look, I know that's an hour and change away. I don't care what it is you're doing today. I want you to stop right now. I want you to go into your phone, set an alarm for 154, because if you're not going to be with me for the next hour and a half, I want that phone to ring, bring, bring, bring. And I wanted to go, why did I set my alarm? Oh, yeah, Kaplan told me I got to get back to 710 ESPN because Pete Carroll's coming on. Make sure you set an alarm. Pete Carroll at 155. Brawny, how you doing today, buddy? How's things going? I know you haven't been sleeping. Yeah, we've been, we've, you know, the NBA bubble is a is a sprint. These ten days have been a sprint, and with a little baby and no sleep, how we how we holding up here, pal? I am holding up okay. Last night was a little rough. She decided to wake up about every two and a half hours, so about mm-hmm. three or four times in the middle of the night. So, mm-hmm. me and the wife were trading places and trying to keep her calm it's you know she hit that six month mark so she's uh testing us right now as as it were i understand um, i understand but this I, is this is the mental echo chamber you know you have to live in right now which you know you got to try and put yourself into lebron's shoes like how is lebron going to handle it no wife no kids not his bed not his real life not his refrigerator i mean listen don't get me wrong I mean, we've all seen Austin Rivers in the video. Hey, see that big building over there? That is all LeBron's. I'm sure LeBron is living a very comfortable, very happy life. But when you don't have your people, you know, think it, it, you got to focus. You know, and it's tough right now. Absolutely, it's uh, it's it's. I, I actually wonder if you know Austin Rivers kind of like putting it out there that hey guys, LeBron's living the sweet life while we're like stuck in our single rooms. Is it really like? I like I I would love to like be on the inside to know like what LeBron's actual accommodations are. I know. Can, can we get like exhibit to come back with a uh, w- with an episode of Cribs and like <laughs> and like take us inside the bubble to well, see to, to see how they're living? Isn't isn't JaVale McGee doing like a a vlog every day and he's doing some kind of a behind the scenes look and I wish that somebody would get us into LeBron's room, hotel, uh, a state, whatever it is that LeBron is living in, can somebody please from the Lakers go into LeBron's place and can we can we please have access to see what LeBron is living in the bubble? I would like to see that. That's something I definitely want to see. With thousands of locally stores across the nation, chances are that wherever you call home, they do too. So whether you stop by a local Napa Auto Parts store, Napa Auto Care Center, or you visit Napa online, you can count on it. It's Napa know-how. Come on, come on, come on. Everybody together. You're in your car right now on three. One, two, three. Napa know-how. No, just me? Just me by myself, huh? Okay. All right, very good. All right, coming up, Charles Barkley, the Laker hater. Chuck, last night on TNT. By the way, I was watching last night. Shaq is so funny. 
Shaq in a fool. Did anybody see this bit last night on TNT where Shaq is just making fun of the teams that did not make it into the bubble and their worst and dumbest, most boneheaded plays of the entire season? It was awesome. But Charles Barkley says the Lakers are going down. Who did Charles Barkley say is going to take the Lakers out? You're going to hear it next. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Talked about this earlier in the week. Sammy Hagar over David Lee Roth. It's just one of those things that happens when you hear one of these kinds of songs. This is what I'm talking about right here. Right now. Do it right here and now. Listen, I don't mean to be Tony Robbins for you or anything, okay? But I'm just going to tell you that um, life has changed so much. Like, I'll just break it down for you here in a second. Life has changed so much since March. I've, I told the story earlier, and I get ripped for saying it on Twitter, but I don't care, man. Dude, in February... I didn't even think Corona was real. Like, I mean, I really didn't. Sorry, you'll have to excuse me. That's an irresponsible thing to say on radio. I'm being honest. I told you from the beginning. I told you minute one of day one. This is day 10. I told you I will never be able to lie to you on the radio. Off the air, maybe a little bit. On the air, can't lie. Just can't do it. I'm telling you that in February, didn't know. Did not know it was going to be like this. In February, if you were wearing a mask, it was like, yo, what's your problem? Now, if you're not wearing a mask, it's like, yo, what's your problem? I'm just telling you right here and now that that's that message of that song. Do it right here and now. So many people are trying to figure out what am I going to do, man? I lost my job. I'm on unemployment. Hey, I read these stories all the time about people that they can't get the unemployment insurance and they can't get the benefits and they're fighting all the time to try and come up with this money. And they're like, dude, you said you had me covered and now you're not helping me. So I'm telling you, these are hard times for people. And, um, and I'm just saying that if there's ever a time, if there was ever a time to make the change in your life that you want to make, do it right here and now. And I take this stuff real seriously because I don't know if I've ever told you guys this story. In fact, Bergman and Bronny, I know I haven't told you guys this story, but I'll tell it to you real quick. Several years ago, you guys had, we had David Wells on last week. He's one of my favorite characters, you know, and David Wells was a great major league pitcher. And I asked him this question on the air one day. I said, David, how do you go from giving up a home run to the next batter? You've got to come right back and face this guy. And you know what he said to me, Bergman? He said, he said, no fear of failure. And I said, whoa, 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 hold on. What do you mean? What do you get? There's got to be more than that. No fear of failure. He goes, no, that's it. It's pretty simple. He hit a home run. Next guy steps into the batter's box. I'm striking that dude out. No fear of failure whatsoever. Yeah, that's the difference between a lot of people in this world is that he's able to go, baseball players especially, if they give up a home run. How often do you see in baseball a no-hitter is going on and it gets to like, you know, the eighth inning and he two outs and they give up a, a, a just a little seeing eye single. The next batter hits a home run happens all the time. It's just a, it's the right way to think about it. And that's why David Wells was so great. Well, here's what happened when I'm talking to David Wells about this on the radio and he mentions this phrase, no fear of failure. And I'm like blown away because I, as a college football player, as a field goal kicker, became a total head case. Once I missed a field goal or maybe missed a second field goal, or in one case, I had the worst game of my entire career. They should have kicked me off, taken my uniform and taken my scholarship from me. I missed four in one game. And it was, it looked like it was over for me, but I didn't have anybody coaching me back then. The mental side of the game, which is dude, no fear of failure. Okay. You missed, get your ass back out there and make the next one. Okay. You had a terrible game. Get back out there the next week and make the next one. 
and I didn't have that. But I'm t- but Wells is telling the story on the air. No fear of failure. No fear of failure. It's become my personal constitution. True story. Swear to God. A longtime listener is driving down the road. He's working for a pest control company. He hears this conversation. His name is Daniel Abood. I want to put his name really out there. He hears this conversation and he hears, oh my God, no fear of failure. Why am I working for this company? I think I can do it better. I think I can make more money. You know why? Because I'm fearful. I'm fearful that I won't have the job. I won't have the money. I won't have the security. I won't have the health insurance. You know what? Screw it. I'm quitting and I'm starting my own. And I swear to God, true story. Every year at Christmas, this guy comes and finds me, hugs me, and tells me that I changed his life. And I'm like, brother, thank you for, the, for, for all of that. But it wasn't me who changed your life. It was David Wells who changed your life. All I was, I was just the messenger. So don't kill the messenger. Hug the messenger, which he does, which I love. But I'm just telling you, right here, right now, whatever you're doing, if it's time to make a change, if you don't know what's going to happen in the future, if you've had something on your mind you want to do, do it right now here and now. Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. And coming up, we're going to go to Washington, D.C., and we're going to talk to my friend and colleague, Andy Poland, who's going to tell us about what's happening with the Washington football program. But before we get there, I'm watching. Can I, Charles- get, you, can I get one thing in real fast? Please. I'm sorry. I know you no, want to get to the Charles Barkley thing. I'm sorry. Uh, Sham Sharani is just reporting right now that Clippers forward Montrez Harrell has departed from the Orlando bubble for a family emergency. So... That is, I, no one knows what's, I don't know what's going to happen with Montrez Harrell, but he is no longer in Orlando. Okay, so just let me follow up with that then, and I will get to Barkley in a second. So we're hearing about some of these things, okay? And you take a look at, for example, Zion Williamson, right? And when you hear guys are leaving, you have to make an assumption And I say have to. You don't have to do anything. Do whatever you want to do. Okay, don't listen to me. I'm saying that if you're like me in some way and you are a fan of sports and you want to see sports come back and you're stoked that everybody's making these plans, but some of the bigger names are or have either opted out or have had to take off and you hear this phrase family emergency, you start thinking to yourself, What's the deal? And of course, the most natural thought is it's COVID related. And I'm telling you right now, we're all starting to lose it a little bit in the sense that I told this story yesterday. My 13-year-old daughter slept over at her girlfriend's house. Turns out the older brother who had been in his room, who they didn't see, who they didn't come in contact with, etc. But he has a positive test. So now for me, parent, I was having dinner with my two daughters last night. I'm saying, girls, This is the most nervous and the most scared that I've been about COVID since the absolute very beginning. Even after my friend Tony Baselli came on the air here last week and told the story of being knocked down in an ICU for four four days. And literally, he's he's a religious dude. He's a Christian guy. And he's like, I was having these conversations because I thought I was in some serious trouble. So even that didn't scare me so bad because it happened in Florida. Okay, but I'm telling you, it, it, when you see NBA players starting to take off and you're hearing about this you know, family emergency, we all jump to conclusions, and um, we'll see. Hopefully everything's okay for all of these guys who are having to deal with that. I will say before we hit this and before we get to back to the big national story about the team formerly known as the Red You-Know-Whats, Charles Barkley's on TV last night, and Laker fans are not going to be happy to hear this, but you're probably going to expect it coming from Barkley. 
Charles Barkley last night makes his prediction that the Lakers get knocked out of the playoffs. And the question is, by who? Here, take a listen to Barkley. I'm going to tell you this. If the Portland Trail Blazers get in the playoffs, they will beat the Los Angeles Lakers in the first round. That's just terrible, man. That's terrible. Yeah, you know Chuck. Chuck's always got to have something to say. You know, and you might as well, if you're in Charles Barkley's position, if you're going to say something and you want it to make impact, you not only just go after the Lakers, you go after LeBron. So there's Charles Barkley last night on national TV saying he's got Portland knocking the Lakers out in the first round. Okay, coming up, let's get to it. It is the big national story. What's next for Dan Snyder? and this Washington NFL football franchise. I'm going to bring in my colleague, Andy Poland. He works for ESPN 630 in D.C. Andy Poland on the latest on the Washington you-know-what's next. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN.